What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Book 1, Chapter 2 of The Black Star Passes by John Campbell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kurt Zickler. Five men were seated about the Mori Library discussing the results of the last raid. In particular, it was related to Arcot and Mori, Fuller and President Mori, as well as Dr. Arcot, Sr., and the two young men themselves were there. They had consistently refused to tell what their trip had revealed, saying that the pictures would speak for them. Now they turned their attention to a motion picture projector and screen that Arcot Jr. had just set up. At his direction the room was darkened, and he started the projector. At once they were looking at the three-dimensional image of the mailroom aboard the airliner. Arcot commented, I have cut out a lot of useless film and confined the picture to essentials. We will now watch the pirate at work. Even as he spoke they saw the door of the mailroom open a bit, and then, to their intense surprise, it remained open for a few seconds, then closed. It went through all the motions of opening to admit someone, yet no one entered. Your demonstration doesn't seem to show much yet, son. In fact, it shows much less than I had expected, said Senior Arcot. But that door seemed to open easily. I thought they locked them. They did, but the pirate just burned holes in them, so to save property they leave them unlocked. Now the scene seemed to swing a bit as the plane hit an unusually bad air bump, and through the window they caught a glimpse of one of the circling air guardsmen. Then suddenly there appeared in the air within the room a point of flame. It hung in the air above the safe for an instant, described a strangely complicated set of curves. Then as it hung for an instant in mid-air, it became a great flare. In an instant this condensed to a point of intensely brilliant crimson fire. This described a complex series of curves and touched the top of the safe. In an inconceivably short time, the eight-inch thickness of tungsto-radium alloy flared incandescently and began to flow sluggishly. A large circle of red flame sprang out into surround the point of brilliance, and this blew the molten metal to one side in a cascade of sparks. In moments, the torch had cut a large disk of metal nearly free, seemingly on the verge of dropping into the safe. Now the flame left the safe, again retracting itself in that uncanny manner, no force seeming either to supply it with fuel or to support it thus, though it burned steadily and worked rapidly and efficiently. Now, in mid-air, it hung for a second. I'm going to work on the projector for a few moments by hand so that you may see this next bit of film. Arcot moved a small switch, and the machine blinked. 
giving a strange appearance to the seemingly solid images that were thrown on the screen. The picture seemed to show the flame slowly descending till it again touched the metal. The tungsto iridium glowed briefly, then, as suddenly as the extinguishing of a light, the safe was gone. It had disappeared into thin air. Only the incandescence of the metal and the flame itself were visible. It seems the pirate has solved the secret of invisibility. No wonder the air guardsman couldn't find him! exclaimed Arcot Sr. The projector had been stopped exactly on the first frame, showing the invisibility of the safe. Then Arcot backed it up. True, Dad, he said, but pay special attention to this next frame. Again there appeared a picture of the room, the window beyond, the mail clerk asleep at his desk, and everything as before, except that where the safe had been, there was a shadowy, half-visible safe, the metal glowing brightly. Beside it there was a visible shadowy man holding a safe with a shadowy bar of some sort, and through both of them the frame of the window was perfectly visible, and, ironically, an air guardsman plane. It seems that for an instant his invisibility failed here. Probably it was the contact with the safe that caused it. What do you think, Dad? asked Arcot, Jr. It does seem reasonable. I can't see offhand how this invisibility even theoretically was possible. Have you any ideas? Well, Dad, I have. But I want to wait until tomorrow night to demonstrate them. Let's adjourn this meeting, if you can all come tomorrow. The next evening, however, it seemed that it was Arcot himself who could not be there. He asked Morey, Jr., to tell them that he would be there later, when he had finished in the lab. Dinner was over now, and the men were waiting rather impatiently for Arcot to come. They heard some noise in the corridor and looked up, but no one entered. Morey, asked Fuller, what did you learn about the gas the pirate was using? I remember Arcot said he would have some samples to analyze. As to the gas, Dick found out but little more than we had already known. It is a typical organic compound, one of the medical radical type, and it contains one atom of thorium. This is a bit radioactive, as you know, and Dick thinks that this may account in part for its ability to spend animation. However, since it was impossible to determine the molecular weight, he could not say what the gas was, save that the empirical formula was C62T h h thirty nine o twenty seven n five it broke down at a temperature of only eighty nine degrees centigrade the gases left consisted largely of methane nitrogen and methyl ether dick is still in the dark as to what the gas is he paused then exclaimed look over there the men turned with one accord toward the opposite end of the room looked seeing nothing particularly unusual glanced back rather puzzled. What they then saw, or better failed to see, puzzled them still more. Morey had disappeared. Why, why, where, oh, quick work, Dick! The senior Arcot began laughing heartily, and as his astonished and curious companions looked toward him, he stopped and called out, Come on, Dick, we want to see you now, and tell us how it's done. I rather think Mr. Morey here, I mean the invisible one, is still a bit puzzled. There was a short laugh from the air. Certainly there could be nothing else there. Then a low but distinct click. 
and both Morey and Arcot were miraculously present, coming instantaneously from nowhere, if one's senses could be relied on. On Arcot's back there was strapped a large and rather hastily wired mechanism, a long wire extending from it out into the laboratory. He was carrying a second piece of apparatus similarly wired. Morey was touching a short metal bar that Arcot held extended in his hand, using a table knife as a connector, lest they get radio frequency burns on making contact. I've been busy getting the last connection of this portable apparatus rigged up. I have the thing in working order, as you see, or rather didn't see. This other outfit here is the thing that's more important to us. It's a bit heavy, so if you'll clear a space, I'll set it down. Look out for my power supply there. That wire is carrying a rather dangerously high EMF. I had to connect with the lab power supply to do this, and I had no time to rig up a little mechanism like the one the pirate must have. I have duplicated this experiment. He has simply made use of a principle known for some time, but there was no need for it. It hasn't been used. It was found back in the early days of radio, as early as the first quarter of the twentieth century, that very short wavelengths affected particular changes in metals. It was shown that the plates of tubes working on very short waves became nearly transparent. The waves were so short, however, that they were economically useless. They would not travel in unusable paths, so they were never developed. Furthermore, existing apparatus could not be made to handle them. In the last war they tried to apply the idea for making planes invisible, but they could not get their tubes to handle the power needed, so they had to drop it. However, with the tube I recently got out on the market, it's possible to get down there. Our friend the pirate has developed this thing to a point where he could use it. You can see that invisibility, while interesting, and a good thing for a stage and television entertainment, is not very much of a commercial need. No one wants to be invisible in any honest occupation. Invisibility is a tremendous weapon in war. So the pirate just started a little private war, the only way he could make any money on his invention. His gas, too, made the thing attractive. The two together made a perfect combination for criminal operations. The whole thing looks to me to be the work of a slightly unbalanced mind. He is not violently insane, probably just has this one particular obsession. His scientific bump certainly shows no sign of weakness. He might even be some new type of kleptomaniac. He steals things, and he has already stolen far more than any man could ever have any need of and he leaves in place of it a stock certificate in his own company. He is not violent, for hasn't he carefully warned the men not to use the C-32L mask? You'll remember his careful instructions as how to revive the people. He has developed this machine for invisibility, and naturally he can fly in and out of the air guard without their knowing he's there, provided their microphonic detectors don't locate him. I believe he uses some form of glider. He can't use an external combustion engine, for the explosions in the cylinders would be as visible as though the cylinders were made of clear quartz. He cannot. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.